Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. You know, our fast is tomorrow. Hey, Carl, give me my fast and information out of the back of there. I'm going to mention that at the end. Praise God. Like Pastor Tina said earlier, we have a fasting material for you in the vestibule. view. Amen. Also, every partner should have received an email uh, of the instructions as well. So check your email. If you didn't get an email and you're one of our partners, be sure to let us know. Be sure to let us know. Amen. But every partner should have received prayer and fasting instructions. This is your prayer guide for the next 21 days starting tomorrow. Amen. At 6 a.m. Are you excited? I know I am. Look, let's do our Bible declaration. Then we're going to go right into the word of God this morning. Hallelujah. Say, this is my Bible. It is the living word of God. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. This morning I'll be taught the indestructible, incorruptible, ever-living seed of the word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive to receive God's word. My life will never be the same again. No, never, ever, ever. Because of the word of God. It's quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Because the Lord is on my side. I prosper in everything that I do. I believe it. I've said it. It's settled. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him a shout of praise again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Again, welcome to 2022. This is the year of harvest here at Kingdom Life Church, amen, also the year of kingdom expansion, glory to God. You know, I was sitting there where I was standing there doing the worship, the praise and the worship, and I could just, I, I, you know, I, it was like I was having a conversation with the Lord, and I was sharing with him, I'm like, Lord, we're going after, we're going after your people th- uh, this year. We're going after souls this year, God. We're going after the lost this year. We're going after the backslidden, the prodigals this year, God. We're, we're going after the Lord's harvest this year. And it just had, I was just so full when I was just praising God because this is what God wants us to do. You know, we shared on Friday night that there's, that this year of harvest is twofold. So it's not just about us. It's not just about what we can receive, but it's about what we can give out. It's about what, you know, who, who we're responsible for in this year. God is depending on you. He is looking for you. He needs your hands. He needs your feet. He needs your mouthpiece. Amen. He needs you in this year to be active. Amen. I'm calling all my active saints. Glory to God. All my active believers. Amen. Amen. Who's going to go to war? You know, we, we, we got her. Well, I'll leave that alone. Amen. I'll just leave those. Can't share everything right now. Amen. But amen. But this is the year of harvest, praise God. And so we're excited about that. This, my objective in this series is to teach believers the importance of fasting. Fasting. You know, fast and understanding how to fast will impact your life. And not just when we corporate, when we do fast corporately, but when you fast as an individual as well. When you fast as an individual as well. Praise God. Amen. So, um, corporately though, when we fast corporately, because we're, we're believing God for a corporate manifestation of something. And so, in the prayer, God, in the it shares our focus and everything, our prayer focus and what we're believing God for. 
and what we're looking for in this year and things to pray for and things to look for. Amen. It's in, it's in, it's in the guide. We even got it there for beginners. If you are beginning, a beginner showing you, look, you don't have to jump out there like some of us. I mean, it's just a partial fast. It's not a complete fast. Amen. We're not asking you to just, you know what I'm saying, don't drink nothing like Jesus and did. Amen. That, that was a supernatural fast they did for 40 days and 40 nights. Amen. But it's a partial fast. It's a Daniel fast. Amen. It's not a hunger strike. We're not asking you to starve yourself, but we ask you to, amen, just to limit your intake of some of the things that you were used to eating all the time. Man, you ate all, all last year, didn't you? Come on. We didn't miss a meal last year. Amen. So this year, this year, this year, starting tomorrow morning, Amen. We're going on this fast. We're going we're gonna to lay some things down because we're believing God to impact our life first. Because he's going to impact your life first as you enter into this fast. But then once you enter in, because we're doing it corporately, amen, there'll be a corporate blessing, amen, on the ministry. You know, we believe in God for some stuff, right? He said it. We believe it. Amen. Amen. It, look, it is done. Amen. But, but look, you can't get to the it is done if you ain't, like Pastina said, if you're walking in doubt and walking in fear and not in faith, you're not going to get to it's done. You see what he said. You might have some belief, but it, it is, you're not going to think it's done. Amen. Because, you know, you got to empty yourself out this year. That's all I'm saying. There's so much clutter. Amen. In our, in our body, in our spirit. Amen. And God wants us to empty the clutter out, remove the clutter from our life so we can hear clearly from him. Fasting is not about losing weight. Don't be on a scale every day. Amen. This is not about losing weight. If it's just about, you know, you might as well do a diet. Go do Jenny Craig. Go do some of them other diets. Amen. But fasting is about drawing closer to the Lord. Fasting is about, a, about setting aside some things and focusing on God. Don't let your pounds be the focus. Don't let your waistline be the focus. Because if you do, amen, you're going to miss out on the greater blessing that God is kind of trying to do in your life. He's trying to bring you to a better place, a different place. So let's focus on the Lord. Amen? Amen. amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, so uh, did I read my objective already? Okay, let me read it to you. My objective in this series is to teach believers about the importance of fasting and how it impacts our life and produce powerful results. We need powerful results in this hour. There's so much that's going to happen. I'm, sharing, I'm going to share some other things with our, with our church, amen, on Wednesday, amen, things that I see that's happening in this year, amen, and how we need to be prepared, amen. I say this pretty much every year uh, when we go on a fast. You know, we're setting aside these 21 days. It's almost like we're giving a tithe to God of ourselves. We're, we're going to set aside these 21 days so that we can then, you know, believe God that the rest of our year will be blessed. So we're going to sacrifice these 21 days. We're going to give them to God. Again, if you're, if you're beginners, we have instructions in the packet. Amen. If you're a visitor here and you want to do it, if you're a visitor online, you want to do it, just instant message us or DM us, DM us. Let us know, amen, so we can get you the packet so you can follow along with us because it's going to be effective in your life, amen. And so we're not just, we're not, just not eating food, but we have a focus, and there'll be, a, there'll be times of prayer where we're praying and fasting. Amen. Yeah, so we believe that as we pray and seek God through fasting, giving him our best at the beginning of the year, he's going to give us his best. So we're giving him our best. I'm so ready for the fast. Amen. I'm so ready. I'm so looking forward to these next 21 days. Amen. I know a lot of us are veterans here and we don't have to do what the sheets say. Amen. Don't try to follow the sheet because, you know, it says chicken or fish the first seven days and all that. I mean, that's for the beginners. 
because we don't want to ease you. If you've been eating meat all your life, amen, and, you know, now we're going to fast, we don't want you to be all, you know, messed up, hungry, like, <laughs> like I can't eat this or I can't eat this. Again, don't focus on the food because you focus so much on the food, you're going to miss what God is trying to impart in your life. Don't focus on the food. Amen. Look, if you have a question about something, don't eat it. Look, they used to tell us back in the days, when in doubt, what? Throw it out. I was in the food industry and said, hey, if you got a question about it, throw it in the trash. So if you're in doubt about it, don't eat it. You're in doubt about it, don't wear it. Well, this might be, well, don't wear it. You ain't got to worry about it. Move all that away. Nope, I ain't wearing it. Nope, I ain't eating it. Move it out the way. Amen? Amen. Yeah, so fasting is not about starving, but it's about starving the flesh of ungodly appetites. We're going to starve the flesh of ungodly appetites. Come on, man. It's time to grow. This is a year of harvest. You, gonna, you know what? Some of the things that we have not received is because our flesh has gotten us in trouble or has gotten in the way of the blessing that the Lord has for us. So let's kill the flesh on this fast. Let's destroy our flesh. Let's punish our flesh. Amen. Look, just punish them for getting you in all that trouble. You know what? I'm going to crucify your butt. You know what? Because I shouldn't have listened to you all those times. But you know what? This time, I'm going to crucify you, boy. I'm, boy, I can't wait to damage you. That's how you got to look at it. I'm not going to let you get the best of me. Look, anger, I'm not going to let you get the best of me. Unforgiveness, I'm not going to let you get the best of me. Amen. I'm going to crucify those desires, those appetites, those cravings. I'm going to put it on the altar on this fast so I can receive the things that God has for me. So these are things you want to focus on because you want to get deliverance. Some of us need a breakthrough. Some of us need deliverance from stuff. Some, of, some stubborn issues. Come on, this stubborn stuff. Your Bible talking about besetting sins. I mean, things, you know, habits that you seem that you can't break. Look, if you're comfortable with it, God is not going to help you remove it. If you're enjoying it, God's not going to just take it from you. You like it too much. But when you're ready to get rid of it, and you're ready to God, Lord, help me with this addiction. Lord, help me with this issue. Lord, help me with my attitude. Lord, help me with my mindset. Lord, help me. Teach me how to, how to love. Teach me how to forgive. Teach me how to live for you, God. And then he'll help you. But if you're comfortable with it, he's not going to come in between you and your relationship with your idol, whatever that is. He's not going to come in between that. So again, it's not, about, it's not about starving in general, but we're going to starve our flesh. Glory to God. You know, this is the only way to control the carnal side of our life. You know, our flesh is not saved. Your body is not saved. Your body cannot be saved. You have the same body, amen, that was in all that sin years and years ago. Some of you last year and some of y'all last night. No, what I'm saying is the body, the body cannot be saved. So that means I need to do something to get my spirit man in control. Get him on top of my life so that I don't listen to what the flesh is trying to do to me. Because the flesh is trying to destroy you. I told you sometimes the flesh's only assignment is the grave. God said, I don't want to see any flesh in heaven. The Bible said, no flesh can even glory in his presence. So the only assignment for the flesh is the grave. And some of our flesh is trying to get us there quicker than we need to get there. And so we must crucify the flesh, the Bible says, with its affections and its lust. And the way to crucify can be through 
prayer and fasting, through fasting. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So this is a time also to give yourself totally over to God. So much is happening in our world. Hear my wife again this morning. I mean, it's just so prophetic. I want to get up and grab the mic and say that earlier. Amen. Just, just, just in the atmosphere. We cannot feed on the news this year. If you feed on the news this year, you're going to walk around in total fear. You're going to walk around like a roller coaster. You're going to be up one day and down the next day. You're going to be riding around corners, flipping upside down. You're going to be swinging back and forth. You're going to be swinging around. You're going to be going down water slides. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The news is going to have you all over the place. It's okay to watch the news if you can handle it. But if you can't handle it, you got to sow to the spirit. You need to put more word in than you put in bad news. You put the word in and you can stay afloat. And you can then you build your stamina up. You'll be stronger. You won't walk around in fear. I think about all that mess I did. Man, I didn't come in the kingdom of God to be scared. I should have been scared when I was going to them crack houses. I should have been scared when I was robbing drug dealers. I should have been scared when I won't save. When I'm walking the streets of Richmond, packing, scrapped, back in the 90s. When the murder rate was through the roof. 80s and 90s. No, I should have been scared then. But I'm in the kingdom now. I'm not scared of nothing. With God on my side, what? To live is Christ and to die is gain. What can you do to me? What can you really do to me? Nothing. Because I win. Either way, I win. But guess what? I'm going in fighting, baby boy. I'm going to fight to the last heartbeat. Come on now. We're not backing down. We're running towards the enemy like David did. David picked up that stone. He didn't wait for Goliath. He ran towards Goliath. Oh, we're not sitting back comfortable. <laughs> we will not be comfortable in this year. It's the year of harvest. There are, born, there are souls out there that need you. They need your testimony. They need your victories. They need to hear from you. We're going to get them. <laughs> Come on, fast by definition. Fast means to abstain from food for a certain period, omitting the usual meals to starve specific appetites or pleasures. But even more than that, saints, Fasting brings us into a deeper, more intimate, and powerful relationship with God. If there's ever a time to draw closer to the Lord, the time is now. See, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. God wants us to draw near to him in this hour. God wants us to draw near to him in this hour. And this fast is going to help us. And the good thing about a corporate fast is when your brothers and sisters are fasting, you know what I'm saying, it's a type of accountability. So you're not doing it by yourself. We're doing this thing together, man. We're in this thing together. We're in it together. And so we're all on different levels. So how you fast and how he fast, how she fast, how, you know, will be maybe two different things. Depending on, we're just giving you a guide. We, we want to do, we want to unify, amen, around saying the same thing and doing the same thing. Flowing with what the man of God and the leadership is already saying. Amen. So there are no questions like, you know, what would the pastor say? No, we're going to be clear. Amen. So everybody can understand so we can all be on one accord. This is how the blessing is released. When we're all on one accord. It's like being in, you know what I'm saying? If it's just my house, 
praise God, all kinds of things happening for me and my wife. Why? Because we're in, we in agreement. Right. It ain't nothing that we have to believe God for that won't manifest like this. Amen. In the church, we got all y'all. Oh, that's under this. We up under this roof. It ain't just our roof, because our roof grates. Our roof in agreement. Our roof flow together. But then we got to get up under this roof and get the unity of the saints. The corporate unity. Like the Bible says it flows from iron beer. That's, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it commands a blessing when that happens. Psalms 133 and 1. I ain't got time to, I see, I got time to get into all that. But look, Matthew chapter 6. Let's move on. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6. We'll read verses uh, 16 through 18. It says, moreover, when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, meaning that it should be a lifestyle. You understand? If you've never fasted in your life, if you only fast this one time a year, then when we fast, you know what? You shoot. I celebrate you. If you just do it this one time, amen, it's when you fast. Praise God, because God appreciates that, and God will get in on that. When, I mean, we've heard so many testimonies of things, supernatural things happen as a result of this fast in people's lives. So moreover, when you fast, coming out the gate, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Our fast is not about showing off. Our fast is not for other people. You got to go to work looking all hungry, and, you know what I'm saying? Because you already know tomorrow they're going to have donuts. They're going to have, I'm telling you, once the fast starts, everybody want to feed you. Everybody want to bring all, I mean, things that you love. It ain't going to be stuff you don't like because you don't like it, it ain't going to matter. No, it's going to be what you really want. Like, damn, y'all wait till, the, till this year? Why y'all ain't do that last week? Because you won't fast the last week. You got to understand that certain things happen in the spirit comes to the natural because of what you're doing. You got to realize you are a spirit being having a human experience. And so there are some things that God is going to do in this hour that man or the natural Amen. It's going to try to, to get in between that and try to distract you from that. And you must be aware and keep your eyes open so you know, oh, that's the devil. You're not going to get me like that. You're not going to get me like that. Already, I, when you determine to do something, the, the, the tempter will always come. Don't just fall into it. Stand firm on what you already, on the commitment that you already made. Stand firm on the commitment you already made. Don't let the adversary just keep tripping you up. Because he show up. He showed up with Jesus, but Jesus ain't, Jesus ain't yield to his temptation. He said, I'm going to live only by the word of God, not by bread. It's not about the food I'm eating. I have to show you all that. Maybe next week. Yeah, it's not about the food I'm eating. So for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Now, if you do that, that's your reward. Instead of you getting a reward of the 21-day fast at the end of the fast or, or during the fast, the Bible says because you're trying to get that type of attention, that's your reward. I don't want that. You know, I often say, you know what I'm saying, like, because during a fast, you know, my wife, you know, we're married. You understand? See, if you're not married, you shouldn't be having sex anyway. But if you are married, hey, man, that means, you know, you should have plenty of sex. Praise God. I know we're in church. There's nothing wrong with saying we got sex. 
I'm sure that there are movies out here that say worse than that. I, I, I mean, I'm just a pastor on Sunday morning. I'm saying nice stuff. This ain't even explicit. This ain't even rated R. This rated G stuff right here. This is nothing compared with what we hear in the world. Don't get all fringed up when somebody talk about sex. But you're going to hear the truth here. This is where you should hear the truth. Everybody else is going to lie to you. But this is where you should be hearing the truth. That if you're not married, you should not be having sex. At all. At all. That's at all. At all. At all. None. Nada. None. Okay. But for those that are married, doing this fast, we have to lay aside that pleasure for 21 days. Now, if you're full of lust, that's something you can deal with on the fast. If you're single and you're full of lust, and like you got to have it, no, I would tell them you need to fast. I think you should do what Pastor just said, get on this fast to help your flesh, because obviously your flesh is out of control. You're trying to get something in, that you're not authorized to have. It's illegal for you to try to obtain something that don't belong to you. Have you been to DMV? Have you picked up your license? Have you got your ID? Have you, do you got papers on me? Is there a ring on my finger? Did I walk the aisle? Did I say I do? Before witnesses? Okay, we ain't did all that? Okay, well, great. So you already know what's up. Hands off. Amen? Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, gonna, gonna push away the pleasure from my wife and then end up the same way in 21 days. I should have matter well just had sex. I should have just ate whatever I wanted to eat. You understand? Listen to whatever I want to listen to. Deal with it. If you're not gonna change, if you're not gonna go into this thing wholeheartedly, looking for a transformation, looking for change, you might as well do what you was doing before the fast. We're moving with a remnant. We're moving with a remnant. There's a remnant that, that's hearing the sound of their pastor. And they're moving. Glory to God. They're moving by the voice that they hear. And they're following. And glory to God, they're like David's men. If I need a cup of water and the doggone army is on that side, they will leave this side and bust through the garrison and go draw a well of water, bring the water back to me if I needed it. I got one. Praise God. Hey, that's all I need, Chris. Hey, the Bible says two is better than one. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I just need one that'll do it because I'll do it for my dad, for my pastor. I'll bust through the garrison like David's men did. That's the type of servant I am. That's how submitted I am to my man and woman of God. Amen. Thank you for a few hand claps. Amen. You ain't counting for me because I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Praise God. Fasting is not about being seen or walking around acting like you're hungry. Let's go to verse 17. But when you fast, the Bible says, anoint your head and wash your face. Don't walk around with the cross still on your forehead from your anointing oil. Wash your face. If you want to anoint your head, wash it off. Don't just wear the cross, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can you wash this cross? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not your head, but wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. This is not about pleasing man. You're not doing this for me. Amen. You're doing this for you. You're, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. But it's corporate, so we all get involved. But then it says, but it's okay. But to you, but to your father who is in secret. Okay. Verse 18, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in secret place, in a secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Fasting is a private discipline that 
that produce a public reward. It's a private discipline. Don't nobody see it. Even though we're fast and corporate, don't nobody really see all that you're doing. Don't nobody see the sacrifice you're making. Don't nobody see all that you're putting into this bad boy. But who sees? God. God see your sacrifice. God see your hunger. God see how you, you're going hard. God see you burning the midnight oil. God see you getting up early. God sees it. So we're not worrying about what man can see because man can't see everything. But God can. And the one that sees everything is the one that's going to reward you based on what he sees, not on what we think we see. Are you hearing me? Because we think we see some stuff, but then we like, oh, God, I must have didn't see what I thought I saw. Are you hearing me? Fasting, again, it's a, it's a corporate fast. It's designed to draw you closer to the Lord. Something is on the other side of these 21 days, and I want it. Something is on the other side of these 21 days. I'm going after it. I want it. I want it bad. I want it real bad. And I'm going after this bad boy. That's, that's, that's what's going to help me finish this thing. In the midst of all the sweets and everything and all the honey buns and cupcakes and cakes and pies. And you understand? Look, today is not the day to go gorge. You know what I'm saying? Gorge yourself. To, you know what I'm saying? Don't be trying to have the last supper today. All I'm trying to say, not, not like Jesus them had anyway, you know, according to the pictures. <laughs> you understand? You, of course, you, go, you may eat some, but don't, I'm telling you, don't hurt yourself. Don't think that you're going to store up enough food. I'm just going to eat it. I'm going to eat enough for 21 days. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. Because that same craving tomorrow is going to be knocking. Boy, going to be, boy, you're going to get the boxing with you in the morning. I'm going to tell you right now. You're like, oh, let's do it. You're you going to eat something today. I'm telling you. The flesh like, you're going to eat today. You're like, I ain't trying to eat. No, you're going to eat. All that stuff we ate yesterday, we're going to eat today. Yeah, he said, you ain't going to eat? Well, I'm going to give you a headache. You ain't going to eat? Well, I'm going to do You ain't going to eat? Okay. Oh, you going to eat. I'm going to make you miserable. You going to eat. It's like a crying baby to keep whining that he wants to get, I got to get that. And just keep bothering you and bothering you. Don't let him wear you down now. Let the flesh wear you down. Come, go, go ahead. You can get it. <laughs> Don't let her wear you down now. Amen? So we're laying down our favorite foods. We're laying down some entertainment. We're laying down, look, look whatever you got, whatever is a habit, amen, if you can't stop doing it, it's a habit. I don't have no habit. What else you do? Can you stop doing it? Stop right now. Okay, it's a habit. If you have whatever habit you have that you can't stop doing on your own, the Lord will help you in these 21 days. In these 21 days, you're going to target that bad boy on this fast. You're going to target it. Not one thing, two, whatever. Whatever the Lord show you, as a deacon said about community, God will show you some things targeted on this fast. God, these are the things that this is what I need help with on this fast because obviously I can't get it done by myself. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm petitioning you. I need your help. I need you to help me. And so I must make a sacrifice for you to help me get through some things. And God like, fine. Oh, man, I like that. I'll work with you. I'll work with you. Amen. But he's not going to come around and just take stuff from you because he's not a taker. He's a giver. Because if he did, then all of us would be free from everything because he would have been the took it from us. That is my thoughts. I don't know. Amen. Amen. So, again, fasting is a spiritual discipline that produces powerful results in your life and those around you. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Are y'all doing Okay. Y'all okay? Are y'all hot? Yes. Okay. 
I'm kind of high. I'm like, what? It must be them lights. I guess it's all right. Try. I ain't got nothing else to take off. <laughs> um, Matthew chapter 9, verse 14. Then the followers of John came to Jesus and said, and said, this is what they said. We and the followers don't ever fast. Why? Jesus answered, at a wedding, the friends of the bridegroom are not sad while he is with them. They cannot fast then, but the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Look, then they will fast. Then there was no need for them to fast. They had Jesus. But now that Jesus is gone, this is the time to fast. This is the time to fast. You know, Jesus used these moments, amen, as, as teachable moments to teach principles. Amen. I'm t- I talked about it on, on a, a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? There are so many principles in the word of God. And Jesus uses these opportunities to teach these principles so that you and I can walk in these bad boys. Look, they're hidden from unbelievers. They don't understand these principles. But those who has an, an ear to hear, amen, we'll be able to hear and see what God is saying through these principles. Amen. So we're about to fast on tomorrow, but we're not fasting as a religious duty. Just like we don't give as a religious duty. We're not doing it like, oh, Lord. Oh, I got to fast. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. You're not going to make it. (laughs) You're going to make it harder for you. Just be excited. Look, be excited by faith and let your body catch up later. Man, I'm looking forward to this fast. You terrified. Boy, I can't can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. You, you got to trick the flesh. Because right. your adversary is watching you. He's watching your movements. He's watching what you're saying. And this, that's, how he, that's how he tempts us. Because he watches us all the time. And so you got to fool him. got to fool him. Like, no, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this bad boy. He don't know what's going on. He, he don't know your thought life. He is not an opposite of God. He's not a bad equal to God. No, he's not. This dude don't know half the stuff that you, we think he knows. We give them credit for them. You don't know your thoughts. Verse 16, when someone, look, verse 16, right? Yeah, 16, yep. When someone uh, sews a patch over a hole in an old coat, they never use a piece of cloth that has not already been shrunk. If they do, the patch will shrink and pull away from the coat. Then the hole will be worse. Look, Jesus' point is this. What he bring, what Jesus bringing to us cannot be made to fit in an old order. This is what he's saying. His, with Jesus, the principle that he's sharing cannot be f- made to fit into an old religious order or an old form of godliness. So, so this, that's why when he came and said, hey, I def- our, our disciples fast, why y'all ain't fast? Jesus like, you know, see, that's old stuff. I'm coming to bring the new. I've, I'm, I'm coming to set a new covenant in the earth. And so Jesus, what he's saying can't fit into the old. So it's something new. He brings something new. And so the old order or the former religion, amen, look, because they they're so familiar with that, so they're used to that. And here's Jesus always coming with something different. Look, in other words, if you're fasting or you're praying or you're just coming to church out of religious duty or out of tradition, it, it, it won't necessarily benefit you if you don't do something different. If you don't embrace this thing, if you don't really understand why you come to church or understand why you're fasting or why you're praying or why you're seeking God, you're just doing it out of tradition because you think it's just the right thing to do, and, and it is. 
And, then you, and sometimes we think we're okay, and you are in some cases if that's all you want. Praise God. You know, but 2 Timothy tells us that, you know what I'm saying, that people, is a lot of, 315, is a lot of form of godliness. People have embraced the form of godliness, but they've denied the power. They've denied the power. They don't have the power to change, but they, but they have that form of godliness. They're doing all these things, but it hasn't caused a change in their life. Why? Because they're, they're doing stuff out of tradition. We're just, we're just fasting. We're just praying. We're just coming to church. We're just singing. We're just ushering. We're just greeting. You know? No, it's, it's more than that. It's about a relationship with God. The relationship with God will prompt us and prod us to take another step. To come closer. Fasting, he's beckoning us to come closer to him. Don't be afraid of the Lord. Look, the children of Israel, they, they, look, one time, they were like, yeah, we're going to talk to God. Moses was like, okay, we're going to set up the point. I want y'all to meet us at the tent of meeting. We're going to go talk to God. They heard all the thunder. No, 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 no. You go talk to God. Just tell us what he said. But no, but the veil has been torn now. All of us, each of us can go before the presence of the Lord. And it's nothing to be afraid of. Amen? Amen. Look, the flesh is the only thing afraid of God's presence, and that's okay. Because the Bible, ain't no flesh going to glory in this presence. You get in the presence of God, amen, if anything afraid, it's your flesh. The power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? Amen? <laughs> amen? amen. All right. So, so I said that already. Praise God. So oh, oh, verse 16, verse 16. Let me say this again. When someone sews a patch over a hole in an old coat, they never use a piece of cloth that has not already been shrunk. If they do, the patch will shrink and pull away from the coat. The hole will be worse. Jesus isn't interested in propping your life up. Jesus isn't interested in patching your life or patch, putting a patch over your old life. This is how we're going to fix it. We're just going to put a patch over your old life, and then you can just go ahead and go, no, 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 no. Jesus is not interested in just putting a patch over your old life, propping up your old life. He's not about your old life or your old way of living. He came to make everything new. Amen. He came to make everything new in your life. Yes. New, brand new. Come on, how much like brand spanking new? This brand new, right off the showroom floor. He wants to present you right out the floor, baby, as a brand new born again believer. He said, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in your old life. I don't need your old life to do what I need to do. I got something new for you, so I'm not patching up your old life. I want to get you to somewhere that's better. Amen. Verse 17 says, also, people never pour new wine into old wineskins. Ooh, Jesus. They will break. The wine would also spill out. It would spill out, and the wineskins would be ruined. People always put new wine into what? New wineskins, which won't break. Look, and even the wine stays good. The teaching of Jesus is the new wine and the new cloth. The word of God, the teaching, the principles of the Lord is new wine because when new wine in, um, rests on old ears or old ways, there's a, there's a, there's a challenge there. What am I going to do when I got the old and the new represented at the same time, when they're there present at the same time? Amen. I need to embrace the new. 
because I'm so familiar with the old. I've been doing the old all along. And my old life so stale. I don't want that no more. That's stale bread. And the old life, man. Who wants that old life? I don't want that. A little stale life. You know what I'm saying? And you, you, oh, limited life, man. You stink, man. Oh, nasty old life, man. Nobody wants that. You stink, man. I don't want you. I don't want you. You can't give me nothing in my new life. You'll stink yourself. I don't want you. I'm embracing a new life, new wine, a new cloth. Because I want something new from the Lord. I don't want my old life no more. But some of us are so comfortable with the old. But you want the new, but you can't get the new until you let go of the old. That's how the kingdom operates. That's how the kingdom operates. And we can walk a line, but we're going to be limited. We can walk a line, but you're not going to get the fulfillment of everything God wants for you. And you set yourself up for a target for the adversary. Yeah, because then he go before God like, you see him, God? You see her? What the heck? How you going to keep blessing them? Well, they, they don't even know whether they want to serve you or not. Shoot, let me go. You remember what we did back with Job, didn't the Lord? If, they, if he's one of your faithful servants, God said, hold on. I don't think I want to do that with them. <laughs> Leave them people alone. We're in the 21st century now. They got too many distractions. No, I'm just saying. The reality is the same devil, the same adversary is still in the earth. And he's cunning. He is so strategic in his efforts to try to kill, steal, and destroy you. See, your old life is representative, representative of the adversary. Your old way of living, that sinful life, the flesh, all that's part of your old way of living. That's the old life. That's the old order. Let go the old order. Embrace the new things that God got for you. God has so much more for you. But, but it's like we, don't, we, we haven't made our mind up that we really want what God has for us yet. I mean, we're just playing hopscotch with this thing. And I'm so bad. Listen, this is the reality. Maybe it hadn't got bad enough for you to want the new. Because things is not going to get better. No, it's better for us with believers because we got the word of God. We can always trust God even in bad situations. But it got so hard in my life one time. I didn't even really know the Lord. And I cried out to him, said, Lord, I'm tired of this life. A Lord I never knew. I called out to him. Say, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of sleeping outside. I was homeless. Strung out. I'm tired of this life, God. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Then I got arrested. I'm like, and I'm resisting arrest. Like, what? God, like, dude, I'm trying to get you to your destiny. I'm resisting that. I won't spirit feel. I ain't know that was you, God. You should have told me. <laughs> I ain't know you sent them boys to get me. I thanked the officers. I thanked them. And they represented me in court. Came back to court with me a year, a year and a half later. Thanked the officers. Whew. The Bible said they are God's avengers. Don't let the world pull the wool over your eyes. Read Romans 13. As a believer. Not as a black person or white person or green person. I say as a believer, read Romans 13. As a believer, read it and embrace what the Bible says about those that's in authority and how we should treat them. It gives you a different perspective. 
Give you a different perspective. I'm not green like nothing. Sin is sin. You do wrong, you'll be judged for it. And the bottom line is this. You can get away with it in this life, but you would not get away with it. You won't escape God's judgment. So what we what believers so fretting about? What are we fretting about? I want justice in the earth. I want justice for my nephew that some other black brothers killed. I want justice too. What I'm going to do? Be a vigilante? Grab my gats? Chase them down? No. Because God saw it. God saw it. Praying they'd be caught. Because you know why? I want that brother saved too. You got to learn how to love your enemies. You got to love those that despise you. Love those that persecute you. Same thing I did. My brother got killed back in 2002 in the street. Had to love, had to forgive, had to move on. Why? Because God see everything. None of us are superheroes, superhuman. Some of us, even as adults, we stir up young people and we get them in trouble. Because they don't have the, the stamina that you have. You say certain things, you motivate young people, and then they're going in a direction you don't want to go in. It's like a train trying to stop a train. It's too late. Speak righteousness and stand in righteousness all the time. Then you won't have to backtrack your words. I never have to, oh, 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 oh. No, why? Because I'm going to stay in line with the word of God all the time. I stand on the side of the word. So I never had to put pie in my face. Some of us too emotional. We flow with so many emotions. And we're not spirit-led, we're emotionally led. But fasting will help you, ain't it, honey? Fasting will help you. Did I read 17 already? I sure did. Let's read it again. Also, people never pour new wine in old wine stands. They will break the wine, will spill out, and the wine skins will be ruined. People always put new wine or new wine into new wine skins, which won't break. And the vine, wine stays good. The teaching of Jesus is a new wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I say, look, I'm going to say this again. What the Bible teaches cannot patch up the old religious system. What the Bible teaches cannot patch up the old religious system, nor can it be contained in a wineskin of worn-out tradition. The new and the old are not meant to be together. They're not meant to be together unless they change. Shoot, my wife, we've been in our life for a long time, but I wouldn't be with her today if I hadn't changed. We old school. We've known each other for a long time, 30 years, 30-plus years. I was, y'all heard, I was dumb. So the new and the old is not meant to be together. Somebody got to change. Somebody got to shift. Guess what? I did. I said, shoot, I'm going with her. <laughs> I'm going with you. Will you go? I go. <laughs> I'm going to change. I'm going to get saved, born again. I'm going to lay down all these sins and weights and all of that. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so the new and old are not meant to be together. This new wine must be poured into a new heart, a new heart to be effective. A new heart, not a stony heart, a new heart to be effective. That's why each of us must be born again. Our new birth is not a renovation of the old, it's a new construction. The new birth is not a, God don't want to renovate you. 
and just got the same shell. No, he wants to do a new construction from the ground up, baby. We're going to rebuild you for the new birth. We're not just going to renovate you same old life with new parts. No, it's going to be a new construction, baby. We're going to tear down the old and rebuild it brand spanking new. The Bible says you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. You are God's masterpiece. You're his centerpiece. You're the one he wants to present to the world like, yeah, y'all thought he was done. Y'all thought she was over, but look at her now. Look at her now. Ha ha. Let me get my hands on her. When a, when a mother even forsake you, say, look, I'll raise him up. When everybody turned their back on you, God said, give them to me. I got them. I got them. Let me, let me get my hands on them. Let me show you what I can do with old broken up life. Come on now. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise God. Matthew 5. Matthew 5, y'all. Matthew 5 and 6. Matthew 5 and verse 6 says this. It says, great blessings belong to those who want to do right more than anything else. Just want to do right, Lord. Come on. That might be your prayer. I just want to do right. I just want to do the right thing. You know, we try so hard to do right. But when you're in the kingdom, man, you just could do right. You don't have the ability or the strength when you're not saved, we're not born again to just do right. But he says, great blessing belongs to those who want to do right more than anything else. God will fully satisfy them. You know, fasting will produce a hunger and a thirst in you to please God. Fasting will put something on the inside of you. I just want to please God. I just want to please God. You know, Psalms 42 and 1, you know, that's David. David says, the Bible says, a deer pants out the water brook. He said, my soul Pants after you, and my soul longs for you in a dry, thirsty land. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what happens on this fast. My soul longs for you, God. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to just get started tomorrow, Lord. I, I long for you. I long for a transformation. I long, amen, for you just to download some new things in my life. I want to release whatever other things, whatever issues, whatever attitudes, whatever mindsets, whatever pieces of me that I'm not familiar with or even know about. I want to release those things to you on this fast. I don't want to walk around with anything old in my life. I want the new. I want to be new, completely new, Lord. Is that, is that anybody else's prayer? Fasting will also put the flesh under subjection. As I close today, as I close today, I want to share with you five ways to deny the flesh. Five ways to deny the flesh. Five ways to deny the flesh. Number one, number one, know who you are in Christ. Know who you are in Christ. You know, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says that when you're born again, when you come to Christ, you're a new creature. In Christ, old things are passed away. All things become what? New. New. You know, you need to ask yourself, am I saved? I'm going to do an altar call in a few minutes. Amen. But you need to be honest with yourself. Am I saved? Am I really born again? Am I really going after God? Do I truly love God? Is he, is he truly the lover of my soul? Is he, is he the one that I, that I long for? He's the one I really depend on. I mean, can I not stop thinking about him? Is he the one? Is he really the one? Is he really the only lover in my life? I love my wife dearly, man, but I love the Lord more. I'm not just saying that just, just to say something that sounds good, but I love the Lord more, meaning I will obey God, amen, before I obey my wife if, it, if we got to a place where we are going against the word of God. No, we're gonna, I'm, a, I'm going with the word. 
and she's the same way. We're going with the word. We're standing on the word and the promise of God. I love you, but I love God more. I love you, but I love the Lord more. Amen. You understand? I wouldn't have walked out there with Eve. Eve, yeah, they was in agreement. They did it, but I wouldn't have, Eve would have left by herself. No, I would obey God. Matter of fact, I would have tried to look, God. I tried to stop her. I told her not to talk to the guy. I told her not to be out there. I, I mean, I, I told her, Lord. You know I told her. God saw him. So, he, so, so the whole script would be written different. He ain't high from God. He was right there like, like hey, Adam, what's going on with God? You know she... she I mean, I ain't want to fight her or nothing. I mean, I'm with you, God. I'm walking with you. Because I, I know that when a man leads, when a man leads the way long enough, his family will follow. When a man leads the way long enough, the family will follow. When a man don't understand who he is and don't know the direction of where he should go, then everybody's confused. The household is confused. We don't know which way to go in. We don't know which way to go. But when a man leads... Amen. Everybody follows. Everybody follows. Not overnight, but eventually they follow. Amen. Amen. Number two. Number two. Another way to deny your flesh. Submit to God. Submit to God. James 4 and 7 says submit to God. Resist the devil. Here what? Flee. Flee. But first you got to submit to God. You just can't resist the devil. And, And while we're fasting, listen to me. Fasting will cause you to submit to God more. And while you're submitted to God, then you will have no problem or no trouble resisting the devil or resisting the temptation of the devil. All you got to do is resist him and you're going to see how fast he leaves you alone. But when we don't have the strength or the power to, to resist, it's because we're not properly submitted. When we're properly submitted, it's easy to resist. That's the devil. What? You just got to, I mean, have you ever hung out with the devil before? Some of us, I know we ain't come out the womb saved. You had to hang out with the devil at least a year or two. You know his tricks by now. Even young people. Man, you see him a mile away like, you know what? No, devil. No. I resist you. He's like, what? Yeah. He got to flee. Why? Because I'm submitted to God. You're not submitted to God. He's like, I resist you. He said, <laughs> I resist you. <laughs> he just keep walking towards you. Like the sons of Sceva, they ain't had the power. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? You trying to act like you saved and born again and got power? You're not submitted to God. You don't have no authority over me. See, the devil is more powerful in your life when you're not properly submitted to God. The devil will drag you through the mud. He will. Why? Because he is the God of this world. And the only time are we able to step aside from that and be more powerful than the adversary is through our relationship with Jesus. So everybody else who don't know that Jesus is subject to the adversary. But the born-again believer, we're not subject to him. He can't do what he want to do in our life. He, can't, he just can't do what he want to do. Why? Because we have Jesus. Amen. Like, what? <clears throat> oh, oh, you thought you was. You better turn around. Yeah. Amen? So, yeah, so submit to God. Number three, accurate thinking. Accurate thinking. Another way to deny the flesh Accurate thinking, truth over tradition. Truth over tradition. Yeah, you do some things traditionally, but is it the truth? Does it line up with the word? Well, you know, we always did it. Well, I think you might want to stop doing it if it don't line up with the word. Pastor, well, we did it. My grandma did it. My great-grandma did it. My great-great-great-grandma. I understand. Honor them, but do it different. If it don't line up with the word, we cannot do it. 
You can't do everything just because it's been handed down to us. If it don't line up the word, with the word, we have to throw it away. Some things we just do because we don't understand. I had a story one time where a young lady, uh, I think, I don't know, I read it in a book or something where uh, a mother was cooking and she always cooked her Thanksgiving turkey or something in two pots, you know. And so when she grew, and so the young lady, grandma always did it. And so mom, you know, when she got older, she did the same thing. And then, so then one of the kids asked, like, like, like uh, mom, I, I just want to know, why do you use two pots? She's like, well, you know, because grandma always did it. Not realize you could really use one. But because grandma did it, because she saw somebody else doing it a certain way, she just kept doing the same way. Not even looking for a different way. Or not even knowing why somebody did something. Or when they went and asked grandma, I think grandma said something like, I didn't have no other pots. I didn't have a pot big enough. I can only, so I had to use two. But that ain't your excuse. But we do things out of tradition. So we have to embrace truth over tradition. Tradition of how you're all over the place. Amen. Look, Mark 7 and 13. What Mark 7 and 13 say? It said it's tradition that made the word of God of no, none effect. So you nullify the authority of the word of God, acting as if it didn't apply because of your tradition, which you have handed down through the elders, and you do so many things such as that. A lot of tradition. It's been handed down, but if it don't line up with the truth, that's what Jesus was saying if you read that in the context. You know, it was, you know, it's calling, it was the man not wanting to take care of his mom. But uh, you read in the context, it's tradition, though. Tradition will cause you, if it causes you to move away from things of God, then we need to do something with that tradition. Right. Remember, the word of God has to be the final authority in your life as a believer. If you take that stand as a believer, then the word of God is your standard. If it's not your standard, then you're going to do all kind of stuff. And it's not going to apply to you. Amen? Amen. All right. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Die daily, another way to deny the flesh. We're going to use all these on the fast. Die daily, Romans 8, 13. Yeah, fasting will help us die daily. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So by the Spirit, we're going to put to death the deeds of our body on this fast. And we're going to punish it. When the fast rises up, fasting is going to cause some stuff to surface. You know, if you, if you got a husband or wife, I mean, you know, I've said some of these things before, but it bears repeating. You know, don't be, you know, it, you may get an attitude. Understand when you're fasting, you understand, I mean, your flesh mad because, number one, <laughs> it might be a little hungry. And it can't eat what it want to eat, so it might, it might stir up some attitude. But understand what's going on. Don't fall into the trap. You understand what the adversary is trying to do. Yeah, you may, you're going to experience some discomfort, but know what it, what's happening. Know what's going on spiritually. Okay, I'm not going in that road. It's just, let me walk away for a minute because, you know, it's just, this is what's happening. We, 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 we wrestling, man. We, we're battling in the spirit right now. The flesh is upset. So we're not going to let the flesh get the glory. We're not going to let the flesh win, you understand, by trying to act like we, we you know, we're going to go going on down that road and just fuss it on out. Fuss it on out. Dude. Look, this is just, come on, eat anyway. Shoot. No, we not going to eat. <laughs> no, we not. <laughs> Shoot. No, we not. Yeah, bless you. Amen. So fasting will help us die daily to those things that strengthen our flesh's opposition to the word. Let me say it again. Fasting will help us die daily to those things that strengthen our flesh's opposition to the word. And then number five, watch what you say. Watch what you say. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Those that eat it. Let me read out the Amplified. They got the Amplified. Death and life in the power of the tongue. Those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Remember, we're in the year of harvest. 
If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kingdomlifeva. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.